Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. As you can tell by the clarity of my voice, I have purchased a new microphone for the podcast, stepping it up in the podcast game with a Yeti Blue. Uh, very excited by that. So there'll be more clarity for these wonderful conversations that I have with healers from across the globe. And uh, today's episode is one of the pandemic self-care Facebook Live conversations I've had uh, early on when the pandemic first hit back in March and April. 36 amazing, beautiful podcast guests who had previously been on the show had joined me for these pandemic self-care live conversations. So I am sharing them now in the audio version. Um, so yeah, just wanted to put this out here for tonight's episode, Friday night episode. All right. Until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. All right. Hello, everybody again. Thank you for joining us on the Healing Place podcast live presentations and discussions about pandemic self-care. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to have with me Mary Giuliani. So welcome, Mary. Well, thank you, Terry, for having me. Yeah. The audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I have been involved with the trauma-informed community now for several years. After being on a personal growth path for about 30 years, I'm a master life coach, and, and uh, I didn't realize that I even had trauma until about three years ago, since uh, my uh, upbringing was really more uh, emotional abuse and neglect. And so once I realized that I had trauma and that my brain and body had been impacted, as well as my psychological health, that's when I really got into be, being a coach for people with trauma, uh, as well as regular business and personal coaching. So um, I'm really committed to raising consciousness about how uh, people that are raised in toxically stressful childhoods, whether it's physical, sexual, or emotional abuse, all have an impact on their brain, body, and mind, and that brain, body, and mind therapies are really necessary for full healing, not just psychological help. Yeah, and we just we just discussed before we went live, and I think it's so critical to talk about how this pandemic and all that's happening worldwide, I mean, this is global, right. is going to create some triggering for people that just have no clue that they grew up in a, or, or experienced Absolutely. trauma. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I didn't realize that my, I, I knew I grew up in a dysfunctional family, but I would have never considered myself to be a traumatized child. And so what I now know about trauma is that when uh, part of being traumatized is that you're in an environment that you're trapped in and that you can't get out. I remember feeling like I was trapped in the family from hell. And, um, and so now here we are quarantined in a sense, trapped, uh, and, and then we've got leadership from our, you know, our federal government and, and president that is not compassionate, that's not empathetic. And so it's like, you're feeling like you're, you're in this trapped environment with, uh, with somebody that you really can't trust. And uh, it, I'm sure it brings up so much trauma for so many people. And when we get tr triggered in our trauma, it, our stress response in our you know, body and brain and mind gets triggered and then we get anxious and then, you know, we're reliving our childhood trauma, much less the same trauma that we're going through in the present time. Yeah, well, and certainly feeling financial constraints and, you know, Absolutely. and what's going to happen and all of those what ifs. 
Right, exactly. And, yeah. and then, you know, we have this 24 seven news cycle too. And so it just keeps that cortisol stress response running through our, our bodies and, and minds. And so um, unless you have an awareness of how your brain and body and mind work, it, it's easy to get just keep on hurting yourself in a sense through exposing yourself to this kind of stress. And so really my goal is to help everybody be mindful of what's going on in their brain, body, and mind, and some steps they can take to keep themselves regulated and calm down to the best, you know, yeah. as much as possible given the circumstances. So can you can you walk us through a little bit what happens in that that mind-body sure. uh, relationship, is particularly when triggered? Sure. Well, you know, as as a as an organism, as a human species, we're wired to be uh, on alert for threat, and so when we feel threatened, well, let's face it, this is a life-threatening disease. <laughs> I mean, so we're naturally gonna be hyper-vigilant to being uh, infected. And so there's that piece of it, as well as our family members, as well as uh, you know our friends and just humanity as a whole. So there's that piece that is gonna trigger our nervous systems to go into a fight, flight, freeze mode. And then there's the economical, uh, you know, the the economy of, you know, the job, you know, our income has stopped and, and, you know, what that means and, and just the uncertainty of, of it all. And so there's all this stuff going on that uncertainty that's, and then, uh, you know, triggering trauma from your childhood, you know, being in an environment where you don't feel like you're being taken care of and you can't trust whoever is leading your family to really take care of you. So, uh, so there's all this potential for a lot of stress, and and there's this uh, there's this uh, acronym called SAD S A D, which is stress, anxiety, depression. So what what happens in a brain and body and mind is when it's stressed enough, especially people with childhood trauma, because people with childhood trauma or or uh, shock trauma are more uh, susceptible to uh, to being emotionally triggered, and we stay triggered longer. But the point is, is, is that when we're stressed continuously, we end up getting anxious. And then when we're anxious continuously, our nervous system can shut down and go into depression. And so that's, that's why it's really important to take care of your brain and your mental health, as well as your emotional health. A lot of people, I don't think, realize that emotional health and brain health, they are connected, but they are separate as well. And so I, I want to talk a little bit about what we can do uh, to keep ourselves regulated as possible. Yes. So the first thing is just to be mindful instead of just being in this reactive mode of just watching the news or, or scrolling through Facebook and there's all this, you know, uh, just sort of panicky and uh, negative stuff and, and, you know, not, so just being mindful of what's really going on. Well, you know, we are in a crisis. And so just recognizing that, wow, you know, this is really happening. This is really scary. Just acknowledging your feelings can actually have an impact at calming you down. So in other words, just by, by being in denial of it or by, or just by not ex, ex, acknowledging at all, it actually stresses you out more. So just acknowledging that, you know, this is hard. I'm scared. I'm fearful. Uh, there's a lot of grief and loss going on. You know, we don't have uh, the status quo anymore. And there's a comfort in knowing what's going to happen every day. So we've lost the rhythm and routine of our regular lives. And so there's loss and that can trigger a lot of complicated grief from people that haven't dealt with some grief too. So there's that going on. 
Um, so just being mindful and then finding um, safe people to process that with. Um, and I, what I mean by that is actual interactive live conversations. If you can't do it in person, it's not a family member, find somebody on the phone that you can actually have a conversation with versus texting or emailing or Facebooking or whatever. Because as humans, we need the rhythmic back and forth, looking at each other, seeing that you're smiling when I'm talking or getting me, we need to be seen. And when we're seen and, and feel like people get us and empathize with us, it calms down our nervous system. It's called co-regulation. We actually co-regulate each other as humans. So we really do need, uh, the best of course is in person, but given our social distancing, you know, Facebook, uh, face, excuse me, uh, FaceTime or Zoom or Skype um, is a great way to do that. Um, and so I really recommend everybody have at least one or two human contacts in real time per day. Uh, again, not in person per se, but over FaceTime or over Zoom or, or over the phone or something. Because again, that's what helps us co-regulate each other. Yeah. Um, the other thing is um, re reorienting our focus. So it's really easy just to get caught in this. And I noticed myself just... Like, oh my God, I'm in this reactive freeze mode. I could feel it. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, because as again, as human beings, we're oriented to look for the next threat. And so we're going to be drawn to be watching the news or looking it up on Google or whatever. It's just, you're, it's natural to feel like I want to find out what's going on all the time because that's what we feel like is going to make us safe. But the truth is, is that we really only need to check in maybe a couple times a day, maybe 15 minutes max. So getting mindful about consuming the news versus letting it consume you. Um, and being mindful of when you are consuming news, how you're feeling in your body. Yeah. I mean, I have noticed that when I start watching, there's this, I just feel this, this sort of tightening and this sort of anxiety feeling. And then it's like, Mary, you've got to walk away, walk away, even though the, my, my, you know, fight, flight, freeze brain wants to look more like maybe, maybe the next snippet of news is going to make me feel like I know more. It's really, it's typically just very repetitive news. And so um, letting the news uh, be a, a support versus a detriment is really, really important. For sure. I just put a post out yesterday yeah. that was a, maybe yesterday or the day before it was stop and be. And it was my own, my own, how I worked through some of my trauma and, but it's applicable now because if you can stop and be and recognize, yes, how am I feeling? Am I feeling scared? Am I feeling, am I, am I feeling joy? And, and yeah. there's almost a guilt about feeling joy. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's like survivor's guilt. Yeah. And, and people are apologizing, you know, oh, I know this is a serious situation, but this one made me laugh when they put out a funny meme on Facebook. Well, we have to laugh. We, it's okay to experience joy. It's, a, it's okay to experience laughter and those right. feelings of peace. And so, and then I said, you know, journal about it, write about it, but what exactly. you're better talk to somebody about it. Absolutely. I mean, but journaling and writing is great too. Whatever it takes to get yourself to process through whatever you're feeling. Yeah. Because if we don't, especially people with trauma, we're going to find typically unhealthy behaviors that we adapted to as children. It's going to be food. It's going to be Facebooking. It's going to be alcohol or drugs or whatever. And, um, 
you know, those are the things that, you know, just aren't going to serve us. They're destructive. And uh, so if we can process through this, this is a, a time to do it in a healthy way. Yeah. I, um, just for a second, I want to ask you a question about that because I've seen a crazy amount of memes and I know I am doing it too, but the, the, the jokes about, you know, I'm going to weigh 400 pounds when this pandemic is over and, and about how the eating and, and a friend of mine reached out. To, she said to me, I may have been in response to a, something I put out, but it was along the lines of, it's almost as if I'm afraid somebody's going to come and take it away from me. And so I'm just, I'm just eating the food, like, like hoarding it with, but into my body. Absolutely. Well, like what's going on in the grocery stores, you know, there's hardly any food on the shelves. And so, yeah, it's like at any moment, I may need to go into complete quarantine because I've been exposed. And so, or if there's not going to be enough, or, you know, many people were raised with food scarcity. And so this is a trigger for them. And so to me, the, 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 the way to respond to that within yourself is to first start with compassion. It's like, oh, honey, you know, I, I remember you know, getting back to what was like, what is this triggering for me? Right. You know, was this triggering for me when I was a little kid and we had no money and we didn't have food. And so that's what I feel like I need to do. So having compassion for yourself and that you're not alone, this is going on all over the world. And what is it that you need to feel safe? Maybe talking to your family members, your friends, uh, thank God for technology. We have telehealth, we have psychologists and psychiatrists and and uh, therapists that you can actually have sessions with over Skype or Zoom. Um, And so, you know, not beating yourself up if you do overindulge. I mean, it's just trying to learn from what's going on. Um, I use, you know, as I've shared in my past with with you and other people, uh, you know, I used to weigh over 300 pounds, so I know what it's like to use food to comfort myself. And and yet I also know some... uh, some practices that I put in place that really help me not do that. And actually, I still I'm going to share one with you. Um, I use a uh, food app called my net diary. Um, and it's great. It's free. It's it's something you can get on iOS or the um, or the um, Play Store, Google Play. And it's just a way for me to stay honest about what I'm putting in my body. And it's not a diet. I call it my self loving food plan. <laughs> and I, you know, I have the kind of nervous system that needs that kind of support because on my own, I just, it, it, I just need that kind of support and thank God. And I've been able to maintain my weight for many, many years as a result of having those kinds of structures in place. Um, but also building in treat days and that sort of thing too, so that you're not depriving yourself. Um, but to me, um, the other thing that's really important is to create a, um, a new focus on what you can control. Like right now we're all feeling out of control, you know? And so of course we are, we don't know what's going on. Right. Um, so, you know, as humans, we feel a lot calmer when we feel like we have agency that we feel like we can, to, what can we control? And so for me, what I'm doing is taking this opportunity to go, okay, what can I control? Well, I started freaking out about my 401k. So what can I control? I'm gonna call my financial person. <laughs> You know, just to have a conversation, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, instead of just being reactive and, you know, and so I did that. I had two conversations with them and 
And so, um, or um, what else can I do? Well, I'm gonna update my website. You know, I haven't had a chance to do that. And so there's things that you can control, or I'm gonna implement a new outdoor walking thing that I've been wanting to do forever. And so what I, so again, those are things you can control and they calm you down because then you feel like you have some agency. Yeah. Um, it's an opportunity to put some new, uh, actually learn some new skills, upskill. You know, this is an opportunity to, yeah. to learn the different software programs that you have been putting out because you've been so busy. And then you'll be more marketable after this is all over. And, you know, and uh, you can feel excited about being able to get another job or a better paying job or whatever. So again, let go of what you can't control to the best of your ability and do what you can. Like, um, make sure you, you know, apply for all the assistance that's out there. You know, yeah. don't feel like you shouldn't apply for food assistance if, you know, because you have savings. Actually, uh, food assistance is available to anybody that's not getting any income, no matter how much savings you have, or uh, unemployment, or gig workers can access uh, income from uh, this new stimulus bill. Um, so really writing down, uh, and I think just taking the time instead of being reactive, because again, this crisis can put our brains into this sort of freeze mode where we just feel yeah. confused and overwhelmed and we can't focus. And that's what, by the way, that's what fight, flight, freeze does. It turns our frontal lobe off, which is the part that has us be able to focus and make plans and regulate our emotions. And it puts us into this sort of, you know, okay, what am I gonna do to protect myself from dying? Let me watch the news, you know? Yeah. And so again, if we're aware of that's the way the brain and nervous system works, we can, we can stop uh, that cycle. So again, be, be really mindful of your news. Uh, I would say set a 15 minute limit in the morning and the evening, really, like no kidding. Um, if you've got people on Facebook that are upsetting you, block them, unfriend them. It's you know, true though. You know, it's like- and You can just do that temporarily until- Yeah. 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 Have boundaries. In other words, a lot of us as children, we didn't feel protected uh, when we were growing up in our crazy homes. But now that we're adults, we can protect ourselves. And that's part of uh, what's called a, um, uh, a, a, what's it called? I'm sorry. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a reorienting experience. So like, for example, um, you know, having boundaries with people on Facebook or having boundaries with people that want you to come out of your isolation to hang out with them, right. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, I know it's called a corrective experience. Part of healing trauma is having corrective experiences. So if you if you feel inclined, this is the opportunity to have a corrective experience. Um, so again, write, write down the areas that you feel powerless around right now, and then write down the areas that you feel like you do have control over and put some pieces in place for that. Um, the other thing is I, I wanna talk about some brain uh, hygiene habits. Again, a lot of people don't realize that they can train their brains like they can train right. their bodies. And again, our brain really is in the driver's seat of our feelings, our states, our brain is the, is the thing that helps us fall asleep at night. It's the thing that helps us focus. It's the thing that helps us calm down. But if we have a brain that's just out of control, like uh, the Buddha said, the brain is like a drunken monkey, <laughs> you know? And so, but the good news is that we can train it. And one yeah. of the things I learned in my trauma uh, recovery 
uh, was about neurofeedback. And I ended up buying my own neurofeedback system and literally was blown away about how much calmer I didn't even, it's like when you live in, you know, if, you, if you've lived in the only brain you've ever lived in, you don't know that it can be different, you know? Right, right. And so I, um, I like, I was able to calm down my brain and like have a reset of my level of anxiety so that I, I feel calmer and more comfortable with people. I, I had no idea that my, my trauma impacted my relationships as deeply as it had. I, I just, you know, again, didn't know that i I felt really anxious around people. I just, it was just the way I always felt around people. So I sort of backed off and I had a lot of kind of this around people. And once I got my brain to calm down, I felt a lot more comfortable and a lot safer. And now I'm in a great relationship and I have some really great friendships that my trauma had prevented me from having. So the thing about neurofeedback is typically it's very expensive. So you have to invest several thousands of dollars in, you know, several, maybe 30, 40 sessions. So uh, what I found was another tool that gets to the same result, which is to re-regulate your brain, to shift your brain from anxiety to uh, a calmer state or from a disorganized or uh, distracted state to a focused state. And it's called Bellaby. And this is actually a uh, headband that uses PEMF technology it's called uh, pulsed electric magnetic frequency or field technology. And what it does is it, it, it there's, there's several, actually I'll show you what it does. So I'm using it now and it's fabulous as far as helping me focus, as, as far as helping me sleep. Uh, I'm gonna put it on right now, hold on. Um, so for example, I don't know if you can see these, can you see yeah. these programs? Yeah. So it says improve sleep, anti-anxiety, anti-stress, yeah. concentrate, and custom. Yeah, exactly. And so what I do is every morning when I work, I plug this in. And basically how it works is you just put it on like this. It goes at the back of your head and it pushes out a frequency that is in alignment with the frequency that you want to be in. So for example, if I want to be in a concentrate mode, so I've got it plugged in to my phone. Yeah. Concentrate and it says one hour and I click 15. So you can see it's on. And what it does is it pushes out a frequency of about uh, 11 Hertz, which is the frequency of focus and frontal lobe activity. So, and I have totally noticed that I, the part of me that used to get kind of distracted and stuff like that is able to focus for several hours now. And uh, the other thing is I, I put this on during the news right now, an anti-anxiety. Yeah, and it really does help with that, too. So this has been something that's been really helpful for me. And um, and it's been a great tool. And again, it, it's it's based on um, the frequency following response. So meaning that like, you know, like when you're listening to upbeat music, how you naturally want to get up and dance and right. tap your foot or whatever. It's the same principle. The brain, it picks up the frequency of alpha, which is the alpha, the alpha frequency is the frequency that makes you be able to focus. And actually alpha and low beta, I know this because I used to do neurofeedback, but anyway, so it shifts your brain into that frequency because typically when we're anxious, we're in really high, fast frequencies that make us anxious. 
So this shifts your brain from, you know, da 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 and then it, it shifts your state. Is and it so, electrical? Is is there like an, a pulse, an electrical pulse? It's, it's, it's an electromagnetic pulse. It's, okay. it's super low frequency. It's lo it's actually puts as much, it's, it's basically as much energy as a headphone, like listening okay. to music. So it's extremely safe. It's been, it, PEMF uh, technology has been approved by like the FDA. They use it in NASA. So yeah, it's a great thing. And, um, and I've been using it with my clients. And uh, again, since a lot of people can't, you know, afford neurofeedback right. and uh, I love it. And, and again, the cool thing about training your brain. So this is a brain hygiene tool. Um, it's a neurofeedback tool, really. The thing about training your brain is that when you continuously train it to a certain frequency for a certain task, it ends up rewiring. I've, you probably yeah. heard the term, what wires together, fires together, wires together. And so eventually it holds. And so I was using this a lot for sleep. It has a sleep program on it too, because a lot of us with trauma have a difficult time sleeping because our nervous systems are jacked up from being in fight, flight, freeze. And, and so this helps calm it down. Eventually it, it, uh, it holds at that lower frequency because it trains, it trains, it. Yeah. it trains your brain. Anyway, so this is a great tool. And, um, and so, I love it. And yeah. I've talked about a lot on the podcast about uh, brain plasticity and how, yes. yes. So it's creating a habitual pattern, exactly. uh, which is amazing because yes, it does it does rewire the brain and our brains, brains are plastic, meaning malleable, changeable. Exactly. Um, that's just, that's, that to me just illuminates hope across the entire exactly. trauma spectrum. Well, exactly. And, and so, yeah, like as a result of my brain training, I was able to uh, reduce my meds by 50%. Um, I don't have to use meds to sleep. I, I was on, you know, like antidepressants, I reduce those by 50%. Um, I was able to get off of uh, sleep medication and, um, and I'm just calmer. I'm able to be in, in, yeah. in more relationships because of that's it. awesome. Yeah. So how do it, well, first, anything else that you wanted to touch upon before we close out? Let me take this off for a second. It's really, um, well, um, I think the main thing is to recognize that this is a time in a, a limited time that we're going to be in this. So I think it's important to look at the big picture too and recognize that this too shall pass. Right now it's really painful and we're in the, in the thick of it. Right. And so the best thing we can do is take care of ourselves, feel, you know, do what we can to feel safe, do what we can to feel regulated with our brains. In other words, you know, don't overwhelm yourself with uh, news or negative people, set boundaries, protect yourself, use tools for brain health. In fact, the Bellaby, um, just so you know, is offering their product at cost right now. So it's only $79 um, and people, I'm actually uh, um, on their advisory board. So if anybody would like to take advantage of that, they can reach out to me at mary at marygcoach.com um, or find other things, yoga, um, uh, Unfortunately, you can't. I think I, I'm not sure if you can do EMDR therapy. Oh, via yeah, that's a really good question. Sure. But reach out for brain support. Uh, you know, um, because again, it's not just talk therapy that's going to get you through this. That's helped me tremendously. But we do need things that are going to really calm our brain and nervous systems down because the trauma lives in the brain and the nervous system as well as the psyche. 
um, and reach and just stay connected to your friends and family in real time conversations. Um, that's really yeah. the important thing. And um, whenever you see something on the news that upsets you, just turn it off. You know, um, you don't have to keep listening. Um, and uh, the other thing I found is Googling what information I do want to listen to is a lot help, more helpful than having to sit through 20 or 30 minutes of stuff that just upsets me. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, that we will get through this together. Yeah. And, um, and to me, it's the wake up call about how we all really are connected and that we all do need each other to survive and thrive. And so, you know, there are no boundaries or borders or political parties that can shield us from this. This is a, a collective one yeah. thing that we can all, you know, use to connect more deeply as, as a one one species one planet one you know one world so beautiful and just for for listeners sake when you mentioned emdr and i've talked on the podcast but for these facebook mm -hmm. lives for anyone new turning in i had utilized emdr for four years and it's eye movement desensitization yes. reprocessing absolutely Therapy. changed absolutely. my life life altering yes oh my gosh yeah i mean it was amazing yeah uh, Exactly. Yeah. So you use use the stuff that you know you've got. We've got to get our brains uh, healed as well as our our mind and um, yeah. our spirit. So, yeah. and um, also uh, if if you want to check out anything on my website, I've got it's at Mary Giuliani G I U L I A N I dot net. Um, there's all kinds of blog posts, and uh, I I ran a, a Mary Giuliani live talk show where I interviewed many people on healing and transformation, many trauma based interviews. Um, I also have some music that I recorded in the 90s that I beautiful music to. that I have Thank and you. listen to. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, reach out for support. Take advantage of all the free webinars right now. There's a ton of people doing free webinars. Upskill, learn how to be a podcaster, learn how to, yeah. how to use Office, learn. There's so many opportunities. So instead of staying stuck in the fight, flight, freeze, get into the, the proactive versus the reactive and uh, create a corrective experience for yourself. Yeah. We told our 13-year-old daughter last night, we sat at dinner and we said, all right, come up with five new things you want to learn. Perfect. Could, you could, she's a great photographer, but we said we could take a YouTube class together with our camera and learn how to photograph things we haven't photographed yet, and like, like small little flowers or whatever it is. And right. So I said, we have a ukulele in the basement that you played when you were, you know, nine. Let's take some exactly. ukulele lessons on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, and I think that the, the message I want to leave with people that have endured trauma as a child uh, and that are adults or that are still children is that, you know, many of us just sort of barely survive, but we can thrive yeah. with the right support. And like the work you're doing is so beautiful and I'm so grateful to all Thank of the, the ways you're sharing so many wonderful resources. And, um, but with the right support, we can have post-traumatic growth and, and be that light for other people. And that's what my goal is, is to help trauma survivors thrive. And that's what I do with coaching and, and all of the support that I can help. So. Well, thank you for, for that. And thank you, for, I mean, for the amazing work you're doing as well and for shining that light of hope and helping take people by the hand and guiding them along this healing journey. And um, Great. yeah. Well, well, thank you too, Terry. And shout out to everybody. Thanks for listening in today. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.